Welcome back to Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Spencer, and for those of you who are new or just don't know, this podcast is an audio compilation of my videos on YouTube, which you can find on YouTube if you go into the search bar and type in at the Film Punch. should be able to find my channel from there. Uh, same handle for my uh, Facebook and Instagram as well. So yeah, go check me out there. Um, podcast is ending on episode 200, so pretty much all of my content will be over on YouTube going forward so uh please go subscribe i'd very much appreciate it but uh yeah as for today only have one review and that is for the guardians of the galaxy holiday special gonna start off with my non-spoiler review and then about 12 minutes in or so 11 to 12 minutes in uh to the review i will get into spoilers so if you don't want spoilers for the guardians of the galaxy holiday special i will let you know when to click off but uh, yeah, that's all I got for you guys today. Before I get into any of it, let's thank today's sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Audible, which if you don't know, has a great selection of audiobooks, originals, and podcasts. And right now, if you go to www.audibletrial.com slash popculturepodcast, you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible Plus, which lets you listen to a selection of audiobooks, originals, sleep tracks, meditation programs, and podcasts. Or you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible Premium Plus, which gives you all of that from Audible Plus, as well as one free title per month from an extended selection of bestsellers and new releases, and you own those. So that's awesome. So uh, yeah, if you want to go get that 30-day free trial of Audible, that website is www.audibletrial.com slash popculturepodcast. Now on with the show. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Alright, so 2022's The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special is a Marvel special presentation made for Disney+, Plus, much like the Werewolf by Night one that we got back in October. And this one is written and directed by James Gunn, who worked on all the other Guardians films, and we now know is basically in a Kevin Feige role over in DC, so that's very exciting. Uh, but yeah, with this Guardians uh, Holiday Special and then Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, James Gunn will be completely done with the MCU, at least for now, to go focus on DC, which I'm very, very hopeful for, so we'll see where that goes. But yeah, just excited to see these characters again. Of course, we have Chris Pratt coming back as Peter Quill slash Star-Lord. Uh, we have Dave Bautista coming back as Drax. Karen Gillan coming back as Nebula. Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel coming back as the voices of Rocket and Groot. And then Palm Clementif. I always forget how to say her last name as Mantis. Um, also added to the cast here, we have Maria Bakalova as the voice of Cosmo the Space Dog. Uh, if you don't know who this actress is, she kind of, I don't know if it was her first film, but she made made a big splash in the acting world when she starred alongside Sasha Baron Cohen in Borat 2. And she was fantastic in that. She was also in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies from earlier this year. Um, fantastic and honestly as the voice of Cosmo in here even though it's brief she's very fun in the role 
Uh, and then I'm sure a lot of you know by now, Kevin Bacon stars in this this special as himself. Um, I think I mentioned everybody else though. Did I mention Sean Gunn as Craglin? I think I might have, but I'm not completely sure. Uh, but yeah, Kevin Bacon, that was the big thing in the trailer, is that Mantis and, uh, and Drax are off to try and find Kevin Bacon to give him as a gift to Peter uh, for Christmas, which they find out about this this whole thing about Peter and Christmas, and they want to throw him, you know, a nice Christmas uh, kind of party, I guess you could say, and bring presents and stuff like that, and um, just make him feel better since Gamora is gone as of uh, the, this point in the timeline, which, by the way, I'm not completely sure where this takes place in the timeline, whether or not it's, because uh, I, I imagine it's after, has to be after Endgame, of course, uh, but is this before or after Thor Love and Thunder? Because if you watch that movie, they showed up there. And I feel like if it took place before, wouldn't Thor be with them? But I'm not completely sure. Um, <clears throat> there are some things, and by the way, didn't even mention, but this will be a non-spoiler slash spoiler review, so spoilers will come a little bit later. Uh, but there's a lot of interesting things that kind of lead, seem like they're going to lead into Guardians 3. Um, I believe James Gunn himself said that this will be important going into, uh, into Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and while it's not the most impactful, you know, piece of content that Marvel has ever put out there, it's not the most important thing, there are elements of it that seem important going forward to big things, maybe not big things, but like two main things that I can think of from the special uh, specifically, which I will mention in the spoiler part, uh, if you guys want to stick around for that, but, um, yeah, overall, it's just a fun little special, it's, it's really funny, I'll tell you that much, uh, there are some very heartwarming moments that actually kind of made me tear up just a little bit, um, I mean, it's Christmas stuff, so that kind of stuff around this time of year, especially, uh, just kind of, like, tugs on a certain, certain emotional cord that I have, um, you know, whenever Christmas gets, gets closer, uh, so these types of films, uh, or specials in this case, you know, set around Christmas and having people give each other gifts and, like, you know, kind of tell each other how they mean, how much they mean to each other and stuff, like, it's little stuff like that I love, especially in movies, like, because in real life, people don't tell that, that stuff to each other enough, so why not in the movies, especially with these Marvel characters, like, you know, all the Guardians are such close, close, you know, friends, family, um, so it's just nice to see them all come together, even if it's not for very long, because this is very much just like a, a Drax and Mantis, you know, kind of little side quest. You're with them most of the time. You do see a decent amount of Peter Quill, a decent amount of, uh, of Groot. Don't see a whole lot of Rocket. Don't see a whole lot of Cosmo. Um, same kind of goes for Kraglin and Nebula, of course. Uh, so yeah, you're mostly with Mantis and Drax in this, uh, in this special, which isn't bad. Um, you know, in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, I wasn't a huge fan of Mantis as a character, uh, but in this special right here, it, it really does make her front and center and gives her a lot more depth as a character, and it, that's something I just really appreciate because I feel like she, up to this point, just hasn't been given a whole lot to really make anybody care about her as a character emotionally, um, so now I actually give a shit about her character, and if she dies, I will be 
very upset. Um, but yeah, I mean, let me look at some of my notes here. Groot, I mean, if you saw the trailers, Groot's looking crazy as hell. He's all buffed out. He almost looks like Vin Diesel at this point. Um, but yeah, like I said, Groot doesn't really play a huge part in this. Um, there's no really, I mean, I guess this is a bit of a spoiler, but there's really no villain to this. Uh, and I feel like that's kind of fitting for a holiday special. I feel like it probably wouldn't have been as good if they tried to shoehorn some sort of villain in here or try to make, you know, somehow Kevin Bacon turns into a villain. I thought for a second they were going to do that, but I'm glad they didn't. Um, because that would have just made this overly crazy, especially with a not very long runtime. Uh, I didn't look at the exact runtime, but just watching it, and I'll say this right now, I wish it was longer, but, um, just from watching it, I'm like, damn, this, this is really short. Um, but yeah, let me see here, little to no action, but the little action that you do get is actually quite good. Um, uh, mainly the person doing the action is Mantis, and up until this point, you haven't really seen her kick any ass. And in here, you kind of do. You see her, I mean, all right, I guess it's a bit of a spoiler to say this, but the person, or the people that she was fighting were human. So, like, that's an easy fight for an alien, I guess. But, um, also, sorry, I'm not, like, super energetic, super energetic right now. It's, like, past 4 a.m. I stay up super late to watch this so I could record this review and hopefully go to the movies tomorrow to see Glass Onion. Um, I'll, I'll talk about that towards the end of the video, but, um... Yeah, let me see here. I kind of just got sidetracked there. Uh, shoot. <laughs> I just got really sidetracked. I mentioned that one thing, and I'm like, all right, where was I? Uh, but yeah, the people she was fighting uh, were human, so it's like an easy fight for an alien. But um, yeah, in the trailer, you saw them like walking around Hollywood and stuff. Of course, they're looking... Excuse me, I feel hiccups coming. Uh, but of course, they're looking for Kevin Bacon. They try to find them like on the find celebrity homes, pamphlets, and whatnot, um, and you see some fun scenes of, like, Drax and, and Mantis partying with the humans and whatnot, and just interacting with the humans, because aside from, you know, like, Endgame, they've never really been on Earth. They were literally only on Earth. I mean, I guess they were in New Asgard for a little bit when Thor was there with Valkyrie, but I'm sure they didn't really, like, walk around a whole lot, um, you know, Rocket was on Earth for a while, it seems like. Uh, maybe Nebula too, possibly. Um, but yeah, Mantis and Drax haven't really had a whole lot of experience uh, with that field. So a lot of it's new to them. And I like that whole, you know, fish out of water kind of stuff. It's almost like Elf in a way. Um, you know, there's lots of movies like that with the fish out of water. Like Enchanted, like I uh, reviewed that one recently. But um you know, it's just kind of fun to see the fish out of water stuff with these Marvel characters who aren't used to living, living the normal lives that we are all used to. Uh, but yeah, let me see here. I'm going to flip my page over. Um, I don't know if I said this or not, but I had a smile on my face the whole time. All I don't think there was a single joke in here that didn't land for me. It was fun from start to finish. Um, I'm sure there's lots of Easter eggs that I missed. I'm definitely going to have to have to watch that new Rockstars video when it, when it pops up. Uh, I'm actually going to watch the Real Rejects reaction after, after uh, recording this. But, yeah, I mean, it's getting late, so I probably should go to bed. But I know I'm not going to because I have too much energy from drinking too much caffeine before doing this review. Uh, but, yeah, uh, there is an after credits little stinger. Um, so stay all the way after credits. 
Uh, you know, a lot of people kind of get confused post credits, after credits. Post credits is like you get a little bit of credits, you typically, especially for movies, uh, and then you get a scene. That's that's typically a post credit scene uh, because the the credits there are typically um, you know like stylized and stuff like that, and it's you know it actually looks cool. And then the other credits are just like the ones that roll down, like you typically come to know and love. Not really. Um, but yeah, that's a post credit scene. It's before the credits that are just like the credits moving up. Um, and then the after credit scene is obviously after all that. Usually the way I, t I can tell is like when all the studio logos start going by and like when all the, the songs go by and stuff, I'm like, all right, we're close. Um, that's how you can tell I watch way too many movies. Uh, but yeah, I think that's pretty much all I have to say in terms of, uh, in terms of non-spoiler stuff. Good little, 10 minute conversation there. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to delve into the spoiler territory here. So if you don't want any spoilers for the guardians of the galaxy holiday special, Oh, by the way, probably should give a ranking on that. Shouldn't I? Yeah. I'm going to give a ranking on that first before I get into spoilers. Um, which by the way, if you've been watching any of my recent videos, I have a new movie ranking system, uh, which I have in fact actually changed. I told you guys I'd probably rework it a little bit. Um, but that's its own separate thing. I actually have a, a separate uh, ranking system for for streaming service like movies and TV shows and whatnot. Um, so yeah, here we go. It's a, it's a pretty nice uh, ranking system if I do say so myself. So let me run through it real quick. Um, so we have premium subscription at the top. Uh, makes your subscription costs seem like a bargain. Tier below that, standard subscription, perfect for a streaming service. Um, you know, the kind of movie where it's like, yeah, this is the kind of stuff I... I think I would pay for, you know, it's nothing like super, uh, super mind blowing, but you know, those are the kind of stuff I know, know I come to pay for with the streaming service. Uh, tier below that is basic subscription, perfectly adequate, but not quite what you're paying for. Uh, tier below that is basic subscription with ads. Um, the type of content that's mediocre and these streaming services just shill them out. And, uh, and you know, you get like, I don't know, a hundred of them a year. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Netflix. Um, but yeah, tier below that is free trial. Worth watching, dot, 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 if it's free. Uh, highly recommend using as background noise. And then tier below that is the last one, and that is cancel your subscription. So bad you should cancel your subscription. Also consider asking for a refund. Uh, obviously, this is nowhere near that bad. Um, is it a premium subscription? I wouldn't necessarily say so. I would say this is a standard subscription. Um, this is the kind of stuff you you come to streaming services for, especially Disney Plus for their Marvel, Marvel content. Is this movie grade quality? Not quite, but it looks pretty good, especially in terms of VFX. I don't think there's any VFX in here that look bad, but it's on a much smaller scale and um, you know not as many crazy VFX. And then the, some of the VFX that they do use is some reused stuff uh, from other movies. So yeah, uh, there you go. But now I'm going to get into spoiler territory after, after ranking that. So if you don't want spoilers for the guardians of the galaxy holiday special, highly recommend clicking off the video now. Um, so if you have seen it, stick around. And if you don't give a shit, stick around. Uh, but you have been warned I'm getting into spoilers now. And when it comes to spoilers, I, I mainly just, uh, kind of go beat by beat you know, with the big things of the, of the film or whatever it is I'm talking about. Uh, so let's, excuse me, 
again, feel the hiccups coming. Uh, <laughs> every time I record, every time. Uh, but yeah, basically, let's start with, from the beginning. Uh, it starts in animation, and you actually see a little bit of animation throughout the uh, the special, uh, seeing a younger Peter Quill with Kraglin and Yondu, which uh, Michael Rooker comes back to voice the character there. Um, very similar to What If, um, especially with the, the kind of cartoon animation um, that I saw there. I was like, oh shit, it feels like What If. Um, but yeah, Yondu, you know, Michael Rooker, I believe, believe he voiced that character in there as well. So getting a lot of voice work with that character, even though, you know, spoiler alert, he passed away passed away that makes him sound like a real person he died in guardians of the galaxy too um but yeah basically talking about how yondu ruined christmas for peter which we find out by the end of the film he actually didn't and um for christmas yondu actually got him those blasters that uh that we come to know star lord for so that's pretty cool uh but yeah let me see here guardians bought nowhere from the collector so we now know uh no pun intended there um, but we now know that the Collector is alive. We weren't completely sure because in Avengers Infinity War, uh, we saw Thanos at nowhere in the Collector's, uh, vault or whatever you want to call it. And, uh, the Collector ended up just being kind of, a um, a, a vision or whatever, like, a not a hologram, but you know what I mean? Um, uh, you know, a, a vision essentially of, of the Collector made by the reality stone yeah that one um so we weren't completely sure if he was alive or not uh but we now know that he is uh so that's kind of cool wonder if, if benicio del toro will come back to to reprise his role i know he has in what if uh for the voice role i believe uh, i think he did at least uh maybe not but yeah let me see here nowhere they they bought it from the collector and they're you know building and trying to rebuild and make it look nice and all that um not necessarily sure what they're doing with it and they never really explained maybe that's just their home base uh but it sounds like it might be like a ravager uh a ravager base or some something like that maybe uh but yeah uh something i didn't know about cosmo the the space dog is that cosmo has telekinesis i'm not sure if it's he or she voiced by she so i'm not really sure but um yeah, Maria Bakalova, she was she was great in here, even though she didn't have a whole lot of time as the as the character. Um, but I just love seeing Cosmo and, and Rocket Banter, so that was fun. Uh, but yeah, we find out that Mantis is Peter Quill's sister, which is something I actually had spoiled for me on Facebook, literally like a couple days before the the special even came out. So um, that kind of sucks that that was spoiled. But hey, it still got to me emotionally, especially by the end when she actually told him. And he was like, that's the best Christmas gift you could get, you could have ever given me. And that made me cry a little bit. Um, <laughs> I got a little emotional there, I won't lie. I'm trying to kill this freaking bug that's flying around. Um, but yeah, let me see here. They got a really cool new ship that has like two rings. It's almost like, uh, how would I describe it? I don't know, but it has like these two rings that like fold out and stuff like that and bend and twist and shit. It's cool. Um, you know, if I could have a spaceship, I'd want that one. Uh, but yeah, let me see here. Flula Borg has a cameo in here as a bartender. Flula Borg, if you don't know who he is, um, you know, he showed up in Pitch Perfect 3, I believe. He's some, like, famous dancer dude. I forget exactly where he's from, but he also played Javelin in the Suicide Squad from 2021. 
uh, which was also directed by James Gunn. So it was cool to see a little cameo from him there. Um, yeah, then you have the whole Mantis and Drax going to kidnap Kevin Bacon thing. Um, Mantis kicks some ass with the cops that she's fighting. Uh, and then Mantis, since she has the whole power of mind control and whatnot, um, she not only puts the cops to see, sleep, but she makes Kevin Bacon happy to come along with them, which I think was really a funny touch there. Um, and then eventually they find out that Kevin Bacon is just an actor and not actually a real hero. And they're just like completely disgusted with him at that point. Uh, so Mantis is like, hey, be a hero. Pretend you're a hero. Um, which they don't really stick with that for too long, but he like starts having this accent and stuff. She's like, no, just start talking like you. Um, yeah, at one point, Bruce Wayne, or pff, Bruce Wayne, uh, at one point, Kevin Bacon's like, oh, I'm, I'm Batman, I'm Bruce Wayne, and they're like, Who, who's that? And that's the second DC reference, at least that I know of in the MCU that they've mentioned, because the last one was in Eternals when they mentioned Superman. I'm sure they've mentioned it before in the past, um, and I just don't remember, but starting to get a lot more mentions about that kind of stuff, which is interesting. I'd love to see a crossover, but I don't know if that'll ever happen. Uh, but let me see here. Yeah, Kevin Bacon sings a song by the end of the movie. That was awesome. Um, you know, I, I expected that because they released the whole album or whatever the names of the album, um, the songs on the album on Instagram uh, a few days before. So I already knew about that. But speaking of the songs, the music in here is really fun. It's not necessarily my kind of music. It's like 90s, almost kind of grunge. Not grunge, but like, I don't even know how to describe it. How to how to describe it? I don't know how to describe it. But um, yeah, it's stuff like the Smashing Pumpkins and stuff like that. Like that's one of the bands in there and the Wombats. So that type of music, which I'm not, not necessarily into. But when it's Christmas themed in here, it's really fun. Uh, but let me see. It also feels like, you know, Scooby-Doo, uh, from like 2002, I think, or something like that. Uh, makes me think of that because James Gunn worked on that movie as well and has a lot of his, uh, his uniqueness in that movie for sure, uh, especially at the time. Uh, but yeah, let me see here. So the after credit scene is Rocket and Cosmo just kind of dressed and grew it up as a as a Christmas tree, um, and then Rocket's like, oh, now we gotta have another special, and I'm like, oh boy, that'd be cool, um, I mean, we had the whole Groot's mini series thing, or whatever, the I Am Groot series, which I did watch, but, like, was that worth reviewing? Not really, I mean, it was not even, like, not even, like, a full 20 minutes of content, uh, there's not much to talk about there, uh, but it was fun, if you're curious about how I felt about it, it was cute and fun, um, but yeah, I'm sure I could, I could see them doing more like Groot and Rocket specials and whatnot, just having those two characters for sure, especially after, after volume three. I mean, I don't think they're planning on doing anything in between now and, and, uh, volume three for, you know, Guardians related stuff, but you never know. Uh, but yeah, I already told you that Mantis told Peter that she's his sister, I already talked about the blasters that Yandu gave him, so there's one thing in particular that I really wanted to talk about that I thought was the funniest fucking thing in the whole, whole goddamn special, and that's that Nebula went up to Rocket, had this, had this, uh, has present for him, about like, you know, yay big or whatever, about the size of an arm, you get where I'm going here, yeah, 
She he opens this shit and it's fucking Bucky's arm. In the back of my mind, I'm just like thinking about Rocket in the first Guardians where he's like, just imagine him like walking around without a leg or whatever the one guy he was talking about. I'm like, just imagine Bucky walking around Earth somewhere, just like, now where the fuck did I put my arm? I'm just like, oh, I'm dead. Uh, so next time we see Bucky, I hope he doesn't have an arm, which is also another thing that makes me curious about the timeline and whatnot. And it's like, did Nebula go to Earth too and steal the arm? Like, when did she take that? Um, so many questions. Need answers, James Gunn. Okay, I need them immediately. Um, but no, I had a lot of fun with this. Um, like I said, it's a standard subscription. I don't think it's a premium subscription. I don't think this is anything I would pay extra for. <laughs> um, on a streaming service or anything like that. It's perfectly, um, it, it's the perfect special for, for a streaming service. Um, it doesn't have necessarily movie quality. It's not long enough to, to really, um, I wouldn't want to say worth your time, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like if you're, if you're really going to have a super great experience with something on a streaming service, it has to be like something longer, like a, a TV show or a longer movie. Uh, but something like this, you know, that's, you know, maybe 50 minutes tops. It's perfect for a streaming service, especially Disney Plus. Um, this is the perfect kind of thing to watch around the holiday season. I could see myself watching this every year around Christmas, honestly. So uh, probably should the probably should have said that in my non-spoiler review. That would have been a good thing to mention. But uh, yeah, I could definitely see myself uh, watching this every year. So um, meant to ask before in the non-spoiler section, but um, I'm guessing for the people that are listening to the spoiler segment, you probably watched the film. So uh, what did you think about it? Comment down below without spoiling anything. Um, did you love it? Did you hate it? Are you in the middle? I I honestly very much liked it. I, I would say I'm in between very much liking it and loving it. It's it's a lot of fun. I'll definitely definitely be watching it again within the next few days or so. Uh, really, just whenever I get the chance to watch it. Um, I am watching Wednesday right now, so I'm going to get through that first. But see what movies I end up getting to. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for my review today. Um, thank you all for watching. I'll be back in the next video with either my review for Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, or Season 1 of Wednesday on Netflix. Not sure which one it will be yet, but either way, um, regardless, the Wednesday review will be coming out either tomorrow or the next day. So, there you go. Uh, but yeah, again, thank you all for watching. Leave a like on the video, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload, and I will see you in the next one. Thank you all for listening. I am on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube once again at The Film Punch, and if you want to find me on YouTube, go to the search bar on YouTube and type in at The Film Punch. should find my channel from there. Like I said in the beginning, uh, the podcast will be ending on episode 200, so all of my content will be over there going forward, and honestly right now as well. Uh, so yeah, thinking of doing a Patreon at some point, possibly TikTok, but I'm mainly just trying to, trying to focus on doing YouTube, trying to wrap up the podcast and, uh, and, uh, you know, get, get other things going. Hopefully we'll, we'll see what happens, but got lots of plans for the new year coming up fairly soon. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think if I have anything else to talk about. Usually at this point in the episode, I just ramble about whatever the hell I want. 
Uh, as for the next episode, I'm not sure exactly what it's going to be. Um, I was going to go see Glass... Well, I was going to watch Glass Onion on Netflix, but I didn't realize it's coming out in theaters on the 23rd and then coming out on Netflix on the 23rd of December. So I have to wait a month, or if I get the chance to, as of recording this, it's Friday the 25th, uh, might have a chance to see it today. I'm having car issues, so haven't been able to go to the movies like I wanted to. Missed out on Strange World and Devotion. Um, might try to get to those next week, depending on how serious the car issues are. Um, but yeah, we'll really have to wait and see. Definitely not a good week for all of that to happen, especially during Thanksgiving week. Uh, when a lot of car repair shops are super busy and then also closing early and whatnot. It's not good timing at all, but hopefully it gets better before before the weather gets worse so I can get that dealt with. Um, but yeah, next, next episode, if I do get around to Glass Onion like I'm hoping to do, I really want to watch that as soon as possible. Uh, then that'll be the review. I'm hoping there's not, like, any embargo on that. I feel like for a movie that you can... It's like a limited release in theaters, and as far as I know... I mean, I haven't really looked at any other theater chains near me to see if they're showing it or not. I guess I would have to look. But I feel like there's a good amount of theaters showing it right now. And I feel like it'd be okay to talk about it openly. I mean... Let's be honest, it's it's a mystery movie, and even with the review of Knives Out 2019 that I did on my channel, which you can go watch now, not available on the podcast yet, um, I, I didn't spoil anything there because I was like, well shit, this is one of my favorite movies of all time, so I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't seen it, and I'll probably just do something similar with Knives Out, I'll just... You know, mostly say how I about how I feel about the movie and what I liked and what I didn't like. Um, you know, from what I've heard already, I'm gathering that I'm probably not gonna like it as much as Knives Out, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, out of out of Glass Onion, Strange World, and Devotion, Glass Onion just seemed like the one I really wanted to watch, especially since Devotion and Strange World will be out in theaters for longer. They're not as limited of a release of a release uh but strange world really hadn't like little to no marketing same with devotion kind of um so yeah big week for movies that have little to no advertising um but yeah there you go that's all i got for you once again thank you for listening and like i said before not sure what the next episode is going to be but i'm sure there'll be a next episode so yeah stay tuned see you later